Hey everybody, welcome to our patron exclusive We Call Us Soccer in-depth discussion. This week, the fall of Barcelona, uh, one of the greatest clubs in world soccer history, an iconic kit, and great deal of success, particularly in the last decade. Well, maybe in the decade before last. I feel like uh, it was those late 2000s when they won the treble with Guardiola. It really comes to mind in, in most recent history when you think of Barcelona's success. It's been a slow decline since then, and particularly in recent in the last year or two, things have kind of reached ahead. And Caleb, you wanted to, to frame the discussion around this past game that just occurred. I do, and so Barcelona has played two games since the restart. Uh, one against uh, Atletico Madrid, which happened today, and one against Celta Vigo, which happened a week, either this past weekend or a week ago. Um, both those games ended 2-2. And on a normal, in a normal La Liga season, a 2-2 draw against Atletico Madrid wouldn't be too bad, but they are having an off year um, down below the Champions League positions. And Celta Vigo is currently in a relegation battle. Currently not safe from relegation this year yet. And when looking at the Barcelona roster, you see a lot of players who are aging. Very good players, obviously, yes, but on the wrong side of 30 and um, not getting any younger in their um, starting 11. The move they just made recently was to send Arthur, who is a 24, 25-year-old midfielder, to Juventus in exchange for Miralem Pjanic who is a 31-year-old midfielder um, and is considered by many Barcelona fans to be inferior to Arthur. And you look at their past uh, um, their past acquisitions in the transfer market. After selling Neymar, they bought uh, Philip Coutinho, they bought Osman Dembele, and they bought also Antoine Griezmann. And all three of those players have failed to really make the impact that Barcelona thought they would when they signed. Uh, Philip Coutinho has basically been told his contract will not be renewed. He's currently trying to find a place back in the Premier League. Osman um, Dembele has been injured often in his tenure with Barcelona. Uh, and uh, Antoine Griezmann has not had the chemistry with Messi or Luis Suarez that Barcelona hoped he would when they signed him in the offseason. And I wanted to bring this up today because we're seeing, I think we're seeing a lot of similarities between Barcelona of today and AC Milan of, I guess, a decade or so ago. Maybe a little over a decade ago. Uh, AC Milan was one of considered the best clubs in European soccer. Um, winning titles constantly, had one of the best rosters. And they're now, you know, consistently a mid-table team in Italy. And I, with Barcelona, I can't see it getting that bad. It's been such a two-horse race for a long time. But let's not forget, around the world, there's been teams that have dropped. AC Milan being one, Leeds United being another. So you could argue Manchester United could be another. But also Juventus wasn't always in Serie A. They've been relegated before as well. So we see a lot of ebbs and flows in soccer. I think we're seeing an ebb right now from Barcelona. Their aging, their purchases have been subpar and over 
paid. And there's a lot of turmoil within the board itself and the, the team. So I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on it and kind of see where you, if you guys see any similarities or try to or am I just crazy? So, no. No, I, I don't think you're crazy. I think one of the things that you gotta look at is trends, you know. I I have the first piece of soccer gear I ever owned was a Barcelona polo. I got it as a gift from some folks who had traveled to Europe when I was like two or three years old. So Barcelona, you know, I was a huge Maradona fan growing up and he'd had a had a quick stint at uh, at Barcelona as well. So there is there's a lot of fondness in my heart for Barcelona, if not for the fact that they're unfortunately in a two horse race. I was I was kind of low key cheering on Barcelona when they were winning under Guardiola, and since then it's been they haven't had a coach who's really stuck around. All of their coaches have had. Kind of these a few moments of glory followed by a lot of ignominy, getting questioned by the fans, getting booed, and get, eventually getting fired. Um, I think the one exception is uh, the person who um, followed Guardiola and uh, whose name I'm not forgetting and passed away from cancer. Um, oh man, I can't believe I, I'm forgetting the name of this is. Um, coach i'm gonna look it up before moving on because i think it's just a respectful thing tito villanova and he was on his way perhaps to doing something good but he was only in charge for a year after that you know gerardo martino luis enrique ernesto valverde have all had success they've won stuff but they haven't really captured the imagination of people in barcelona Messi, it seems like every year you hear about him fighting about his contract and like kind of having sparring with the boards this past year actually was this past winter was probably one of the worst incidents where the players pretty much turned on the board and were openly sniping at them. There was reports that I think the Barcelona board hiring a PR firm to badmouth players online. That's not a healthy place. Um, in the Guardiola years, you know, you talked a lot about players who had come through La Masia, their academy, and that pipeline has pretty much ended. Um, you had them, they had a transfer ban for a little while. For conducting transactions that were uh, not legal by the rules of the sport and you've had uh some of their players having tax issues there's just been a lot of controversy and and ill will swirling around the team you know i think they're in a fortunate place because of how lopsided la liga is money-wise so you wonder if if a manchester united like situation whether they just drop off into like the mid-table could even happen to Barcelona for a consistent amount of time. I, I suspect, just like you, that probably not, but who knows? Um, it's it's kind of sad to see, though, and uh, it, it's... I, 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 I used to wonder, you know, in the late 2000s, was this, what's this team going to look like after this group of players? You know, the... You know, back then, you had Puyol, you still had PK in the team, PK... Um, Iniesta, Xavi, Messi and you know Messi has hung around Piquet has hung around I think it's now they're coming up to that hard reset where they're going to have to just pull the plug and be like okay it's a complete rebuild. I agree with you uh, I think prior to COVID they didn't encounter any turbulence and they were one of these teams that loved to splash cash. They were like a super club who would flex pretty much on almost any other club except Real Madrid that they could buy anyone 
And you mentioned both Griezmann and Dembele. They acquired those players, you know, when they were hot. They were French national team players, uh, but they really haven't given the results that the, the like their price ha- price was. Both of them were like over a hundred million euros, and Dembele's injured all the time. And Griezmann, not necessarily a bad player, but he isn't the next Messi like everybody like was saying he was. And this isn't this isn't new. This has been like a decade of of bad choices, but they didn't look bad because Barcelona had cash to to throw at it. Now they're encountering financial hardship and they're going to be in trouble for their lack of frugality, I'd say. And looking at their starting lineup now, I mean, multiple players are either uh, declining in ability or close to it re- and then closer, or closer to retirement. You got, Arturo Vidal, uh, Jordi Alba, uh, Sergio Roberto, Luis Suarez, Lionel Messi, Gerard Pite, Sergio Busquets, Ivan Rakitic. These are all players that are on or are declining. I mean, it's hard, it's weird to say that when Leo Messi just scored his seven hundredth career goal for club and country, but he's not going to be able to do that in forever you know he's 33 he he probably has three to four more like productive years for Barcelona left in him I would say but as he gets older the more he's going to have to rely on players around him and at the moment it just seems like Barcelona's plan of attack is especially with Luis Suarez out with their injury is uh, here give Messi the ball and he'll probably do something cool. Well, and I, I wonder if it's better for the team to do a complete reset where you sell Messi for a humongous amount of money, get the transfer fee. Yeah, okay, he's not a one-club man anymore, but, like, those, you know, the, those days of, like, the romanticism are gone. There's, I mean, there's obviously culturally something kind of amiss, and maybe getting rid of these older players who set the tone, and I'm not saying the players are to blame, but just doing a hard reset means that there's the opportunity to to really bring in a, a new sentiment, you know, a new an idea of like can do and and needing to reach for the stars rather than trying to recreate the days of the past. You know, the the difference between a group of young people trying to create new success versus a group of old people trying to reach for successes that are slowly moving further and further out of reach. And Barcelona has one of the best academies in the world, La Masia, and they've kind of ignored it recently, in recent years, um, preferring to buy players instead of promoting from within. And they have lots of talent in there. Ansu Fati is one that made its way to, who's made his way into the first team. Um, and is stored for Barcelona in the league. Um, looking at Eliat Moriba, who looks really good in midfielder. Oriol Busquets is a good number six. They just need to cultivate these players they have in their academy system and develop them and bring them to the first team and not just discard them because they're not superstars at age 20, you know? I'm glad that you brought up Fatih because he yeah. and De Young both joined the first team around the same time, and they're the complete contrast. One comes up through the academy system. One is a big transfer from Ajax. Uh, both of them have success, but you're you make a valid point because like you don't need to splash 
70, 90, 120 million euros to get back to having like a core group of star players. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and we've spent a lot of time on the players, but also some stability in, at manager would also be great for Barcelona. Uh, either give um, Tite Setien more time, he just joined in January, or at the end of the season, get, I don't know, maybe Maurizio Pochettino? We did shout. Yeah, like there's a, there's a guy who is very level headed. You associate him with stability and like rebuilds. Mm-hmm. And imagine him with money to spend. I'm like, that's Spurs. They need stability from the top down, they need a little refresh on the field. Um, I, for, for La Liga's sake, I hope they don't fall. I don't want it to be a Real Madrid champions champion every year. Um, yeah, I I just I mean Real is also having their own um, kind of foibles as well. It feels I, like not quite as dramatic. I but... guess if one of them has to go down, I would prefer both of them to to fall as giants and just have like, oh cool. Uh, Real Sociedad won this year, or I mean, it, a Spanish one. Weird. It, cool. it would seem more fair if there's just a giant Spanish football bu- bu- bubble burst, right? And then we get those other teams give it get a chance. Here, here's the other problem with that point of view, though, and this maybe might be the one of the final things that I, I say before Caleb can wrap it up for us, which is there's a lot of money tied up in Real and Barca doing well, like. And I don't just mean, like, their money. I mean, like, La Liga mm-hmm. money. People watch La Liga around the world for these two Well, teams. except in the U.S. because you can't find poorly. it anywhere. <laughs> right. If, you, if, if they do poorly, you could see Spanish soccer's revenues dropping dramatically. It's viewership going down. So, like, there's a lot of... And this is me saying that there might be some kind of unpredictable things that happen to try and, like, fix them. Um... That's a little bit more conspiratorial, maybe, but there's a lot of vested interests. Like also, it's not just Spain; it's the, it's all of UEFA. Like they they know Barcelona and Real Madrid pull more viewers than Manchester City. Yeah, it, it would be reaching past the Liga to the Champions League or Euro League, whatever competition they're in. If they're not performing well there, or they did knock out early, that's less TV money for those for that governing body um i do hope if it does happen if they if the if real madrid and barcelona do fall from grace so to speak i hope they do it right in the way back up and do it through their academies and do it through uh, local talent it'd be really cool to see that instead of just buying the world superstars and push them together and go hey go go play now you're you're the best um, also, some parody in that lead would not be the worst. It might make it a little more fun to watch. Um, the Bundesliga has a lot more eyes on it here in America because it's on Fox, but it's also it's also won by Bayern every year. If there was more parody in La Liga, I could see it drawing more viewers just from casual fans here in America. Um, but who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I, I see a lot of similarities between Barcelona and AC Milan. Um, 
if it'll happen, who knows? They could announce tomorrow that like, oh, everything's fine because that's how this happens when we record <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, but I guess just keep an eye on it. It's a, it's a interesting story to watch from afar, especially if you're not involved with Barcelona and while I did some intro to La Liga or that lead in general. Um, look into their history and look into how they got here. And this is a team that is just you know five years removed from a Champions League title. And they're doing this poorly. So yeah. it should also become a cautionary tale to big teams around the world. Um, I don't, I think that's how I'm going to end this. You guys have anything else to say? Well, all I have left to say is thank you again to our patrons who are listening to this Patreon exclusive for We Call It Soccer. We appreciate your support. Thank you. As always, please remember to tweet about us. Please remember to post about us, make TikTok videos about us. Uh, post on reddit about us don't go to parlor that place sucks and um you know just tell your friends we like having more folks listening so and we appreciate you listening here all right everybody goodbye <laughs>